started drinking yet. No. I'm trying to get, 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 get there. Get it. Get it, girl. Get it, girl. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Cutaways Podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Justine. Whoa, whoa. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. It's I mean, really your birthday. It is really my birthday, <laughs> and it will soon be your birthday within the week within that the we week. broadcast this episode. It's not It's not the podcast birthday. It's not our anniversary. That's in July. No, it is our birthday. It's, this is our personal <laughs> birthday week. Because we were born in the same week, guys. Yeah, guys. Guys. <laughs> it's my birthday. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel being older? <laughs> wiser. Are you wiser? I'm a vampire. How are you feeling, you know? Broaching uh, the, the the big two eight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Not I'm like not concerned about my birthday. I mean, it's on a Monday, so that's kind of crappy. Yeah, that means you get two weekends of birthdays. Yeah, I do get two weekends of birthdays. <laughs> I feel like there. Are, okay, there are several reasons why we started this podcast. Several, yes. several reasons, but I feel like one of them is the big trope. In rom-coms, when a woman turns 30, she's like, done. Yeah. She's like, why is this woman... What happened? You're hurt. You're you're just... You don't exist anymore. What happened? You're Ghost Justine. Yes. (laughs) I'm here to prove that there is life after 30. (laughs) Where you start your own podcast with your best friend and have slumber parties every weekend. Life is great. And you just act like you're 10 years old. Every day. Every day. But more cursing. Yeah. And alcohol. Yeah. Speaking of, speaking of. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Hey, guys. Oh, 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 oh. What is this? Hi. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Cutaways after dark. <laughs> we will be drinking this episode. We're, we're going drunk history on the podcast. Yes. Drunk kitchen, drunk history, history. drunk podcast. podcast. It's the trifecta. Yeah. There was drunk kitchen last night. Yeah. Ashley made muffins. We were pre-gaming <laughs> already. What are we watching today, Justine? Whatever, it's our birthday. Yeah. Today we're watching 1998's You've Got Mail. You've Got Mail. You've Got Mail. This is like one of the pinnacle rom-coms. It's the genre staple. This is like the number two to When Harry Met Sally. Yeah. And you know what? I've never seen this. I haven't either. You know, we just fail at being women. We do. We're just terrible women. We're terrible. We're terrible chicks. New hashtag. Hashtag terrible chicks. Why didn't they show us this in film school, huh? Because they don't show us rom-coms in film school. Because rom-coms are stupid. Rom-coms are dumb. I disagree. Disagree. Welcome to our course. Our supplemental college course. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me tell you about... This movie, I think you're going to get excited. I already am excited. (laughs) Here's the description from DVD.com. In this Valentine to modern romance, bookstore magnet Joe Fox, Tom Hanks, and independent bookshop owner Kathleen Kelly, Meg Ryan, fall in love in the enmity of the internet, both blissfully unaware that he's trying to put her out of business. Director Nora Ephron's Golden Globe nominated romantic comedy puts romance on the ropes and forces two people to make tough decisions about life, love, and livelihood. Yeah. It's like every <laughs> two people. Just Nora. Nora, come. Oh. Come, Nora, come. I love Nora Ephron. She's the best. Ghost Nora, please bless this podcast. Yes. Patron Saint Nora. Patron Saint Nora. I'm just excited because it stars, like, the greatest cast ever. Here we go. This stars Tom Hanks, who we've watched previously, and you can listen to these episodes. Sleepless in Seattle, The Money Pit, and Splash. You mean the best trilogy of movies we've seen The trifecta. So the trifecta? <laughs> About to be the quad-fecta. <laughs> quartet? Quartet? Is it a quartet? Quartet? I feel like it's a quartet. Or go. Go for that. <laughs> Meg Ryan, we watched in Sleepless in Seattle and When Harry Met Sally. So now she's a trifecta. She's a trifecta now. And Greg Kinnear, who is in As Good As It Gets. He only gets one. You get, you go. He gets two, you technically. Get two okay. It's okay. directed by Nora Ephron, who directed Sleepless in Seattle, and she was the writer and associate producer of When Harry Met Sally. She was also kind of a director. Kind of. She's amazing. And we need more women directors. Yep. 
I th- I actually thought maybe this changes after the 90s that there would be more female directors in the genre. It hasn't happened yet. No, not. I still don't think it happens. Because I, I don't think they, they're like, ah, you're a whim- you're a women's. You're a women's. You've got women's problems. No, but they won't let women direct action movies. What will they let women direct? Nothing. You know what? They, but then they do. Like, like what's her face doing like Twilight and being awesome? And then they're like, great, you did a good job. Let's hire men for the rest. Yes. <laughs> what? Catherine Hardwick. Catherine Hardwick. And she did 13 yep. in the middle of her house. Yep. This movie's edited by Richard Marks, another Richard Marks film. Whoop. He did As Good As Gets, Father of the Bride, Say Anything, and Pretty in Pink. He does everything. Yeah, he's pretty much the the rom-com editor. We need more lady editors yeah. for rom-com, too. Yes. Uh, the first assistant editor was Don Scott Cook, who was an uncredited assistant editor on As Good As It Gets. The assistant editor was Shelley Westerman, and associate editor was Tia Nolan. Okay, so we've got some ladies. Because some ladies. Lady editors. It's rated PG for some language. No buts. Damn. <laughs> Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, where's your butt at? <laughs> Castaway. I mean, obviously they weren't going for Academy Awards or else um, Meg Ryan would have went topless. Probably, Like yeah. we have seen in As Good As It Gets and Working Shakespeare Girl. in Love. Works. <laughs> <laughs> Working Girl had some issues. The many. It's an hour and 59 minutes. This movie is long. Nora, yo. why? Why? Whatever. It'll be fine. More time for us to drink. Okay. It's rated three and a half stars on DVD.com. At the 1999 Golden Globe Awards, this film was nominated for Best Actress in a Motion Picture Musical or Comedy. Meg Ryan. What do you want for your birthday? Cupcakes. Cupcakes. We were making cupcakes. I know. I'm so excited. Everybody send us like little cupcake emojis. Or cookies. Cookie emojis. Anything with sugar in it. Yeah. Because you know sugar and alcohol. Yep. The greatest combo since Justine and Ashley. (gasps) Oh my God. I love it. (laughs) I'm going to like Sharpie that on a shirt. I want it on a shirt so bad. (laughs) Okay. Let's. Okay. Ashley, you want. You're you're drinking some. The pear woodchuck. Here you go. Thank you. Where's your bottle opener? Right here. Let's crack these open. Have a sip. Ooh, that was some good foley you did there. Oh, did I? <laughs> I've never done this before. I've never opened my own beer. You can do it. I believe in you. How is it this end? I usually have a gentleman open my alcohol for me. Be a lady. Ooh, I did it. <laughs> cheers, cheers. <laughs> Drunkenness <laughs> ensues. The very soul of the podcast. What? With the cupcake. The cupcakes podcast. <laughs> cupcakes podcast. Ashley, I love bookstores. <laughs> you know what I love? What? Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. <laughs> I love Tom Hanks so much. He was so Tom Hanks in this movie. He was. A, he's a. He's an American treasure. Oh my god. Trump can't get. Take him away from us. He is our dad. So everyone just listen to Tom Hanks. Listen to Tom. Tom Hanks is our president. Our real president is Tom Hanks. President Hanks. Tom. 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 Tommy. (laughs) Come on the show. Thomas. We will worship the ground that you walk on. You already do. But no, like he was like ultra Tom Hanks in this movie. He had all the faces. He was so Tom Hanks that I'm like, you should have casted uh, the Meg Ryan character as Tom Hanks. <laughs> Tom Hanks seduces Tom Hanks. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> I'd watch that. He was so Tom Hanks. Ooh, it could be Meg Ryan is actually his split personality. Mm. Oh wait, we didn't do our intro. What was our intro? We were going to do hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> hello. Welcome, Human my, my name is Justine, <laughs> and today I'm telling you the story of You've Got Mail. Let's have another glass. <laughs> Raise a glass to freedom. Okay, so yeah, still undetermined if this was a good or bad idea, but whatever, it's our birthday, so people will be okay with it, right? Yeah. It's our birthday. Yeah, I feel like I sound like I'm on the verge of crying you or do. laughing. You're like, yeah, <laughs> I hope so. 
I did just cry at that ending of that movie. I legit cried. It was beautiful. And the dog and the flowers and the park and just the bridges. Tom Hanks. And Tom Hanks' face. Oh my God. Tom Hanks' face. When he did the shrug thing. Just his. Just Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Ashley, here's the real question. There's real questions? I've got real questions. Okay. This is a real podcast. Oh, I thought it was just all on our heads. No. Okay. Real. Okay, here's the real shit. Got you. Have you ever had an internet relationship or like a textual? Experienced a relationship over the internet? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How's that? It's good mm-hmm. at first. Mm-hmm. And then, because like people can hide themselves on the internet. Yeah. So the internet is a magical and terrifying place. Mm-hmm. On the one hand, it brings us so close together. Yeah. On the other hand, it's so mean. Yeah. But like, no, I'm not talking about like trolls and shit. Like, forget that. Oh, no. It's still see people. See, people that, like, have relationships on the internet can hide the relationships, and then you get catfished. Well, yeah, uh, well, besides from being sadistically evil or something, you can just more easily hide your flaws. Yes. And then, like, when you start, when you, like, have a a face-to-face relationship. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a real person. It's a real person, and then people are flawed. I mean, that that the internet is like fantasy life. Yeah, but it like so it feeds into this need that we as society have for perfect humans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they're perfect humans. So then, when you meet this person face to face, that person is competing with the perfect version of themselves from the internet. Yeah, always. Yeah, and then. Like what happens when the when people can't accept the person off of the internet? Do you go? What do you, what happens? Yeah, I feel like you gotta be a bit like you gotta. Okay, here's the thing: you have to know that you have to think about that and be like, hey, our relationship online is nice and whatever, but it's completely separate than like an in person relationship. Like yes. they're two separate. They're like a book in the movie. Yes. You know, they're not... It's an accurate description. They're not comparable. While, like, things in relationships online can be great, and you can do things, and you can, like... I don't want to say promise things, but, you know, like, say things and be like, oh, fantasize a little bit. But it should not be, like, any pressure to do in real life and stuff like that. Yeah, you can kind of create your own little relationship bubble world. Yeah. But still, like, a real-life relationship should be treated as the separate real-life human thing. You can still have a relationship bubble, but you need to be aware yeah. that you have flaws mm-hmm. and that the other person has flaws. Yeah. <laughs> As I swing my cupcake around. <laughs> drink to that. <laughs> Even if you're not meaning to project like a perfect image of yourself online. You still create this image. It's like the other person also creates it too because they got to like fill in the blanks as well. Yes. Well, and it's like Facebook. Yeah. Like you're only seeing one little window. Yeah. And everybody's got a better life than you. Yeah. And that's like why Facebook drives up depression rates and shit when you're only focused on Facebook. You know what, kids? Get off your damn phones. (laughs) Get off your phones. Stop listening to us. We're real people. We We are real people with voices and faces we have faces to go with these beautiful <laughs> drunk voices and there are beautiful drunk faces <laughs> have you ever done any sort of dating website slash app no no i've always been too freaked out when i saw catfish in college and that was when like the that was when dating sites like were started to become more accessible Mm -hmm. so i was like no fuck that shit i'm not doing that i've had one too many stalkers Mm. experiences to like be very very cautious but i did like have friends and stuff that i talked to in high school yeah there's i totally have a bunch of friends especially now during this podcast hello friends i've never met in person hi internet but yeah, we internet all the time and you're awesome and it's great and it's a valid relationship that we have. It's a friendship. 
Yeah, it's not, I it never feel like that's not, like, a meaningful relationship or that it needs to be mocked or that it can't grow mm-hmm. or anything like that. I'm just, stalkers are scary, man. Yeah. Just, okay. Hi. <laughs> what? <laughs> the pillows are so comfortable. <laughs> I really do feel like I'm stoned. This is what happens, yeah. guys. Guys. But Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. <laughs> um, he had good hair in this movie. Yeah, I mean, he was like right off of um, um that thing you do. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, Tom Hanks. Where he's starting to get like a little old, you know? A little too old for rom-coms. He's definitely not as scrawny as he was. Yeah. In, like, Splash. Well, you kind of have to explain, like, why they aren't with somebody by now. Like, that's how you know, like, they're getting a little too old for the first love stories. Yeah. Where they have to be like, oh, such and such a reason they're not married. Whatever happened to Meg Ryan? Um, Hollywood doesn't hire women over 40. That's what happens. Well, I feel like she got typecast too much. In rom-coms? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what happens. And then they, like, typecast them as mothers. They don't have roles for women over 40. They just don't. They're like, you can be a mom. I think everybody should be, like, Dame Judi Dench and just murder motherfuckers with, like, talent. What Meg if- Ryan, that's what you gotta do. But what if she's not as talented, yo? What if I she- think Meg Ryan is. Yeah, but... She's a staple of my childhood. Mm-hmm. She's Anastasia, bitch. Her and John Cusack, mm. they know what's up. Mm. Sorry, I burped a little. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. So that's the internet. <laughs> what was the theme of the movie? You gotta have a good foundation and friendship oh, first. No. no, no. Well, that's just like Nora Ephron. Yeah, but like, um, making things personal. Yes, making things personal. That's right. You making got things personal. It's anti Godfather. Yeah, it's anti corporate America. It is. It's anti-putting yourself in a box. Yeah. It's getting out there and meeting someone face-to-face and recognizing them as a human. Not from the little keyboards. Yeah, Yeah. you keyboard warriors. (laughs) What you got now? Come after me, bro. Don't come after. They don't. It's only the shitty little Blackhawks fans. No offense, Matt, if you're listening. Or Becky. I still love you. You can have a difference in, in, in hockey team. And I'll still love you. You're so nice to my friends. <laughs> I'm so comfy. What were you talking about? Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you remember this movie? Kind of. I remember it's about the internet. I remember it was long. But it, like, wasn't. Yeah, it felt like it was, like, a good uh, pacing-wise. Mm-hmm. And I never felt like it was too long. Mm-hmm. Until I started getting sleepy from the alcohol, and then I was just like, okay, wrap it up so I can go night night. But <laughs> it may have been just like 10 to 15 minutes too long. Yeah, like when he went to her apartment, like I really liked that she wanted to build up the fact that they were they were friends. Yeah. Um, it's very important to Nora Ephron that the characters be friends. But I think she could have got to that a little quicker. You know, it's important to me, too. It's important to all humanity. For relationships, be friends. Yeah. Okay. So, do you remember the characters' names? There was Tom Hanks. What was his name? Joe. Joe. Joe Fox. Joe Fox. And what was her name? Catherine Kelly. Kathleen Kelly. So what happens when you have two first names? Do you know their internet handles? Shop girl and NY, NYU. NY152. NY152. What was your first internet handle? Mine? Are you ready? Yeah. Swimmer Pippin 15. Swimmer Pippin 15. Yep. This movie takes place in Manhattan. Meg Ryan wakes up with perfect hair every morning. She ha- she's you. She's me? Yeah. She has a nice little cropped hair. She's stylish. Yeah. Yeah. She had good sweaters. Yeah. This is still me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Meg Ryan is me. Yeah. Just always looking for that T. Hanks. 
via the email. You're just always waiting for Tom Hanks to email you. <laughs> just email me any day, Tom Hanks. <laughs> I'm waiting. Can you tell her about the tutu, Tom Hanks? Tell her about the tutu that you did on Jimmy Fallon. Tell me. Tell me everything. All of the things. Tell me all the details. <laughs> all of the things. Greg Kinnear. I don't really get Greg Kinnear's character. I think it's too dated. Like, I don't understand him at all. He, he's, like, hates technology? He's a Luddite. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's a completely dated character. He's like, I love typewriters. I feel like there may still be people like that, though. I don't understand him. I like how she waits for him to leave, and then she, like, sneaks on to her little laptop. She did, like, the little sneaky butt wiggle. Mm-hmm. That was fun. I mean, like, we all just nowadays roll over on our phones at night. <laughs> yep. Like, quite literally. Yeah. She's got mail. So she's been emailing. We don't know for how long she's been emailing Tom Hanks's character, but they're, like, old friends via the internet, which for means- a significant- at least a week. Yeah. <laughs> At least a week to tell all of your non-personal details. She did mention that it's like she went into this chat room, this over 30 chat room after her birthday for fun. And then they started talking about New York and shit. So like she's hit her over 30 hump, you know? Yeah, we don't have like a neat, cute kind of thing. Right. I mean, they do in the store. Yeah, but I mean like not... Like a traditional one where you're like, oh, I don't know who you are. Never mind. I don't know. What There's a lot of Tom Hanks withholding information from Meg Ryan in this yeah. movie. It's yeah. pretty withholding. But you still kind of love him. Yeah. Because he's goofy and... He's he not menacing. No. I mean, he's just like kind of brought up that way in this weird rich life kind of thing. Yeah. He wants... He wants to be the break in the chain of weirdness. It's not like he's going to, like, give up the store or whatnot. I don't know. He, he, okay, he could be a bad guy. He, he legit puts a small business out of business and is still just running his big old chain. Like, what good is he putting into the world? <laughs> he got her to write. Yeah, that's true. He did inspire her to write, which is really good because she wasn't doing much outside of well she was running she wasn't finding her own passion she was she was doing what her mom, mom always did. did yeah but i mean what they were doing was important by giving people books to read and like yeah deciding who they'll be in life books are important oh no i agree i'm not i just i'm not trying to like completely what like wash over every creepy thing that tom hanks did mm -hmm. but i still think you know when he was kind of being a dick you still didn't he wasn't doing it out of malice like he didn't understand mm -hmm. at that point in time i feel like later on he does learn to understand well he learns the the whole thing to be personal and i think maybe he'll even institute those changes in the store like yeah. he witnessed like that one guy the clerk who didn't know anything about children books and like he hired steve zahn who knows, like, everything. And yeah. so, like, he is adding the personalized touches to his big box store. So maybe, yeah, he is changing. We're not directly witnessing it. It's yeah. kind of off screen. Yeah. Well, and maybe he's, like, going to move away from the big box store. Like, maybe he'll open up a little, like, smaller chain stores. Or he'll support smaller chains. Yeah. Like, he's not... He does speak negatively about, like, star Starbucks. And these big corporation kind of things. Yeah. So I don't think that that's like his heart and passion, unlike his dad. Yeah. Okay. So they're like totes sexting each other right off the bat. Yes. Yes. Like instant sex. Instant In sexting. Instant sex. Text. <laughs> sex. <laughs> instant. Instant sex. Microwave sex. Microwave sex. Yes. <laughs> get you all warm toasty Toast. on the inside or no yeah. toasty on the outside like molecules on the inside <laughs> but then like ding you're done <laughs> i feel like that's such an incredibly accurate analogy it's not even funny <laughs> because you're still cold on the inside oh 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 tell me more you're going deep tell me so like the the text te sexting sexting is very very superficial it's all on the outside you're not really, like, you're not getting the lovin's. 
I mean, you're you're getting you're, the mind. You're lovin'. getting mind lovins, but you're not getting. I know, and it's like get you a little like. <laughs> yeah. So and then. But then you're like, well, what's next? Yes. <laughs> and you can take care of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're still you're still like that empty, cold feeling. Take care of yourself. Yeah. But there's no cuddles. There's no cuddles I afterwards. I mean, like, in there could be there there could be mind cuddles as well. Yeah, but but it's such a weird. For me, that's just how it feels. Yeah. Like, me and Sam were very bad at it. Because <laughs> it's just like you you lose so much. Well, it also gives you, it gives you like a connection still, mm-hmm. even if you're far away. But it doesn't, it doesn't give you the whole pack, the whole thing. No, that's the whole thing. Because then it ends with like, I wish you were here. I wish yeah. I could touch you. Da, 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 da. Yeah, and it gets sad. Yeah, it can go to sad really fast. Yeah. That's why it's like a microwave. Yeah. Yes. That's why it's like, because <laughs> food can get sad really fast, especially yes. microwave yes. food. See, it's a perfect analogy. Bing. An enemy. An enemy. Oh, but BT Dubs, they're also doing this behind their girlfriend's boyfriend's back, which something I've noticed in rom-coms, married people never cheat. <laughs> it's always like we're, engaged or we're boyfriend girlfriend yeah at least in the 90s i feel like in the the mid 2000s that changed Mm -hmm. i don't know if it's just me but the whole just like just making it a legal contract relationship marriage does that change the whole like cheating thing from being engaged to being married no for me no it's still it's still hurtful it's still destructive marriage is just harder to get out of Mm-hmm. So you got to go deal with lawyers and who wants to deal with that? Sorry, lawyers. And then you got to fight over the house and the kids and the work and the money and the God knows what else. Yeah. I mean, they talk about it in When Harry Met Sally a little bit. Yeah, because there was divorce in that. Yes. Cheating and divorce. Cheating and divorce. But we're always like rooting for these characters to get together. Yeah. Even if like they are in monogamous relationships to whatever that means to them because editing is manipulative because you because th- editing i don't know i'm i'm just taking the blame for that one no i see what you're saying but i would say it's also the writing yeah and the acting y'all are manipulative <laughs> our whole industry i'm just like let's all just do away with relationships <laughs> yeah i can see that i view it as like I kind of have an old school. It's probably because I'm from the Midwest. But there's like that you're willing to commit kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like that if is a good feeling for me. Mm-hmm. Like it's stabilizing. for Especially with all of my bullshit that I deal with. It's a good thing. It's all about how you set your own like rules for relationships. Because I think relationships are good. I don't think humanity without... Like, relationships in general, like, friendships and and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. I feel like if humanity lost that aspect of itself, we wouldn't have this reason to care. It's like the giver. another person. Yeah, exactly like the giver. Like, we lose, if we, everything becomes black and white, and we lose the ability, not just the ability to make choices for ourselves, but the ability to care about another person. Like, death becomes this non-sad thing like it's just a a means to an end Mm -hmm. basically like when you're when the baby when the in the giver when the babies are killed Mm -hmm. like oh you're not strong enough like we don't care yeah and sorry i'm being all um devil's advocate yes but no it's good it's this movie is all about being a devil's advocate yeah because if it wasn't like after he knew if he wasn't playing devil's advocate with, well, what if? Mm-hmm. Then the whole relationship wouldn't have happened. That's true. So you're making you're making connections drunkenly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> By being like, fuck all relationships. No, I don't mean it, though. You know. No, I know. I'm just... Sometimes I do want to be like, in this podcast, we talk about it. We talk about relationships so much. I want to mm-hmm. be like, what is a relationship? You know? Well, we can talk about that. <laughs> I think a relationship does not have any type, like, you set your own boundaries. Relationships are, like, the completely customizable human thing. Yeah. 
Like you set who you talk to, you you set who you have to interact with, like on a personal level, like professional level is a little different. You don't get to always set that. Mm-hmm. Our industry, we have a little bit of leeway because for me, when I'm an assistant and, a, and an editor is interviewing me, I'm interviewing that editor. Like, yeah. do I think I'm going to work well with this editor? Yes or no? Do we, we have a way that we can talk to one another and they're not feel like there's any miscommunication. Yeah. Because no, seriously, like that's like a whole other relationship thing in itself. You have to like read their mind. You have to know what they want before they want yeah. it. Like that sort of thing. Like we get into intense, I don't want to say intense relationships, but it's, it's a, it's, it's like a personal relationship. Yeah. It's, it's more like a personal relationship than somebody that works at your office. Yeah. It's, you have to have that. Yeah. Is we're coworkers, but yeah. We, we also have these pseudo friendship kind of thing. I think, and I mean, a lot of people and like become e- friends with the, like, yeah, yeah, on yeah. that. And like, even people like in camera department, like, they'll pick up, they need to know, like, what kind of drinks that their mm-hmm. department head likes, you know, what snacks they like, like, all these things. Like, if you were like dating them, yeah. you know, it's just, you want to be, in, you are with that person for often 12 hours in a row. Well, and, and I think you would go insane yeah. if you didn't do that. For, like, however many days in a row, you got to get to a place where you like each other. So it is kind of like in filmmaking that day one, you start, like, kind of dating. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it, it, it It's weird to it's say that. It's like you're that. living with one another. Yeah, you really are, especially, like, in independent sets. You yeah. are, you, you be... You, you hear it all the time on like be, uh, behind the scenes stuff like, mm-hmm. oh, we became such a family. It's true. True. You have to. You have to. Because you, you are seeing them more than you're seeing your family. Yes. So they are getting all of your bullshit all the time, all your, your highs and your lows. You are living with them. Yeah. You're eating with them. Like. Yeah. And being able to kind of... I think the film industry has the... like Because of that, the film industry has such a potential to make it so much easier for for equality Mm -hmm. because you're once you kind of trickle in diversity onto the set and i don't mean just trickle like i want to open the fucking floodgates and pour that motherfucker till it's dry but if you add that the film industry can have the ability to create those family atmospheres no matter your background no matter anything Mm -hmm. so I, that's why it pisses me off so much that they don't. Yeah. Because there's so much potential there. I mean, there's so much potential for dudes to just learn from what, like dude bros. Like I, like, you know, you know who I'm talking about when they're, when they're on set, you know who they are. Yep. There's so much potential for them to learn like what they're doing in their personal relationships, like how they can adjust just through being around other people on set because they like you said they're with each other 24 hours 24 hours a day but it feels like 24 hours a day yeah because you're when you're not there you're just sleeping yeah so it has so much potential and they need to like find that potential Mm -hmm. we talked about this a long time ago yeah like all of these topics we've talked we haven't talked about them recently we've got more listeners now so listen up listen What do you think a relationship is? Leave it in the comments. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, friendships. Friendships also, like Ashley and I are BFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFF
I think, I know he was like kind of unnecessary, but I think Greg Kinnear, I think he was trying to be like symbolic of someone who constantly wants everything to stay the same. Mm-hmm. And she was the type of person who was open for growth, open for progress, open for change, whereas he wasn't. Yeah, she gets in this thing with Frank, like, what do I really do? Like, that sort of thing. She's like, I'm leading a small life. Yeah. You know. I'm doing what my mother, you know, left me. And, you know, she's reaching out to him and he doesn't quite get it. So she's reaching out to the people on the Internet who actually listen to her or hear her. Yes. She's a searcher. Yeah. He likes his way. And there's nothing wrong with that. But in relationships, like, you have to really find somebody who, in that situation, who can kind of pair off with that. Having somebody who wants constant change and having somebody who wants no change at all is, like, a rock in a hard place. Mm -hmm. So I liked that. And Parker Posey was, like, the reflection of who Tom Hanks' father wanted him to be. Yeah cutthroat bitch Mm -hmm. kind of corporate doesn't care about anything has no compassion for humans and you know is only he's very selfish and self-absorbed self-absorbed so i think that was a really nice way of showing that instead of having it be like a telling like i'm gonna write you a letter about what i'm feeling kind of thing i feel stuck or i feel like I'm, pr- I'm pressured to be this way. You can have that, but then you have the, the visual reflect like representation. Of the typewriter versus laptop. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's not just about what they're saying, because sometimes words can be misleading. So after a while, we've established who each person is and like what they do and their kind of internet relationship to each other. They finally meet when the kids that Tom Hanks is with, his relatives... His aunt and his brother. Yeah, go want to go see the Storytime Lady, which is Meg Ryan in her little children's bookstore. So he sees her, goes into the store and buys books, and they get to talk. He hides the fact that he owns the Fox bookstore. And she's all like, that Fox books can go to hell. I ain't worried. Fuck them. Get out of here. Yeah. But then Fox Books opens and a lot of other people are worried about the fate of the shop around the corner, which is her bookstore. Mm -hmm. Even like authors are canceling on her, which seems so opposite to me because I know like authors love indie bookstores. Oh, yeah. Like I was like, that is not real at all. Authors will just like do indie book signings. Unless it was like all the time pressured by their agent or something. Yeah. Later on, there's this party that they both attend. And she finds out that he's Joe Fox, and that's when they really start their fighting. They're fighting now. Fighting. She's taking it to the mattresses. Even though their partners are totally into each other. Oh my god, they were like, I thought they were going to go ahead and consummate that right there. They were holding hands. Yeah, and then they got pulled apart. (laughs) It was like tragic. Yeah. Like, I'll let them be together. Well, yeah, that would be how it would work, wouldn't it? Somebody who is self-absorbed enough to not care about change mm-hmm. or the lack thereof. On Okay, okay, uh, on the internet. On the internet. On the internet, <laughs> T. Hanks is like, do you think we should meet? And you're like, no, T. Hanks, wait. No, 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 no. But in real life, they like hide from each other. Yes, because they keep seeing each other on the street, which was a really funny, like, motif thing in the beginning where they kept crossing each other's paths mm-hmm. in, like, the camera. Mm-hmm. I really liked that. I was drunkenly very excited. Things are going badly for Kathleen, so she wants advice from Tom Hanks, who on the internet still doesn't know that the shop girl is Kathleen. Yeah. So he's like, no, tell me I'm here for you. He's totally like, I'm here for you. I'll help you out. Like, no yeah. qualms. Yeah, no specifics. And he's like, girl, if you're having trouble with your business, you got to fight. It's not personal. It's, it's business. business. She's like, yeah. I've never liked that. I'm going to war. Let's write an article. And let's protest. Outside the bookstore. Yeah, let's save Go the, the shops. Yeah. What do you think about it's not it's not personal it's business. It's like, terrible. Everything is personal. Like that was always so confusing to me as a kid. So I watch I I love hockey. 
Mm-hmm. As a kid, I was obsessed. I mean, I'm still obsessed. Yeah, but I'm I like, mean, like, what do you mean as a kid? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I don't actively memorize how to spell every single person's name or their numbers or their stats or if they're right-handed or left-handed. That's how cra- Like, that's how obsessed I was as a kid. I knew how mm. to spell Eric Boganicki. So when one of those guys would get traded away or you know would not get signed or or anything like that it always bothered me because the the explanation was it's just it's the team it's the way that the the sports works it's it's business it's not personal and as a kid that bothered me because it's like those people those players are still people yeah like they're not assets on a spreadsheet well this is jerry Maguire. I think we talked about this in Jerry Maguire. We talked about this in Jerry Maguire. Yeah, so like that has always bothered me. And I've applied that to just things in general, which is probably why I've pissed off several people. Corporatization, man. You must be out of your goddamn mind. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I love it. So speaking of numbers and accounting, uh, birdie and accounting... She says that there's no difference in income from even all the publicity that they just did and that the, the shop is still kind of plummeting. How would I see that over, like, months? She was looking at what they did last year. Oh, okay. So it was a yearly thing. Okay, it was a quarterly thing. Tom Hanks is still like, do you want to meet me now? I can help you with all your problems. And she's like, yeah meet me and all that thing so they have to meet in this coffee shop thing she shows up he brings dave Chappelle along and that he sees that it is kathleen he knows he knows he knows he's the first to know and then dave Chappelle just disappears whereas he was at the point of like he he was so in love with a shop girl he wanted Mm -hmm. to marry her yeah he's like i will marry you yeah but it's like, oh, no, it's my enemy. And then he, like, falls onto the bench. Mm. Like, he does the Tom Hanks thing where he's, like, having a nervous breakdown. Yep. And then eases himself onto the bench. But, like, half on the bench so that he looks like he's going about to fall off. I swear, like, Nor Ephron was like, do you remember your performance in the money pit? <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got better writing now. Just just bring that performance. <laughs> just be Just be Tom Hanks. Be Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks to the 11th power. Tom Hanks Extreme. You, do you remember the Looney Tunes movie where Michael Jordan is Space Jam? Yeah, 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 yeah. The special, Michael Secret Stuff. Michael Secret Stuff. Mm-hmm. He had Tom Hanks Secret Stuff. Yeah. Which is different than Robin Williams Secret Stuff because that we knew was cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> so he doesn't go in for a while. Kathleen thinks she's being stood up, but then Joe goes in. And it was like, hey, and he kind of messes with her a little. He's a dick. Yeah. He realizes it later, which redeems him, but he was a dick. Yeah. But like she insults him. She a lot. like she she burns him good. First she yeah. says, The man who's coming in here is completely unlike you, and then goes for a deeper burn and is just like, you know what, Joe Fox, no one will remember you and your stupid big box store, no one will remember who you are. Mm-hmm. Unlike my mother, yep, who everyone remembers who she is. Yep. What now, bitch? And he's just like, damn. Okay, I gotta go. I'm now. gonna go take my sad, weepy Tom Hanks eyes. I gotta go fix my my heart because mm-hmm. you just broke it. She goes home. She goes home. No mail. Everybody's sad. She realizes what she did was mean. Yeah. She wanted to be mean. She's never been mean before. But then she's like, oh, this being mean is like. This hurts. Yeah. It's like a horcrux. Yeah. A horcrux is your soul, man. So they're all wondering, Kathleen's wondering what happened to NY152. Is he dead? Is he in jail? Steve Zahn thinks he's in jail. Yeah. Thinks so she's a like, murderer. writes him. She's like, I, you know, said cruel things and I have feelings and I have all these feelings. And he's like, I know I have feelings. Everybody has feelings. Let's go feel things. Then she says, you know, this whole thing has just meant a lot to me. This whole us talking about nothing has meant more to me than talking about some things with, you know, other people. Yeah. Ugh. So good. So this is when he logs off and then he like 
stares at the computer with the really cool montage mm-hmm. with okay so the camera was left stationary and you just had tom hanks exiting frame he was framed within a door frame so he would walk past the door frame or walk out of frame and the dog would run after him and then he'd walk back a different direction it was really well done i really liked it yeah i know you're freaking out i love jump cu- okay i love <laughs> jump cuts I don't know if you know my passion for jump cuts, but I love them. There's something about them that just makes sense to my brain. It has to work, mm-hmm. obviously. It has to work in the scene and emotionally and, and all that jazz. But I love it. I loved the my favorite ones are in the Silver Linings Playbook. I loved the Hunger Games ones. I just, I have, I see, I remember movies based on their jump cut ability. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, I knew you like jump cuts, but yeah, wow. <laughs> Just realize that. <laughs> Guys, be my therapist. It's your brain, man. It just makes sense. Because our memory is never as perfect as a movie makes it seem. It's not linear. Yeah. I like nonlinear things. Mm-hmm. After that, Tom Hanks first writes like an email where he lies, and then he deletes it, deletes it, deletes it. And he writes an email from his heart, and it says like, the gist of it is I'm still here, which yeah. I'm like, oh, he his delete key performance <laughs> was amazing. His face. This whole scene mm-hmm. was amazing. It's so Tom much, Hanks and a dog. So much like voiceover in this movie just makes it so the actors have to like do so much work. Yes. And uh, Hanks just brings it. Oh, it's just him and a dog and a computer. <laughs> I'd watch an entire movie of him, like another movie. They would release it too. Oh, they would of just Tom Hanks and a computer and a dog. Yep. I'd watch it. It's it. It was like Sleepless in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Tom Hanks, a phone and a kid. <laughs> yep. Yep. So you just need Tom Hanks and two other things, <laughs> and you're good. You're golden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he even works with one thing. Oh, with the 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 volleyball. Yeah. Will said. <laughs> Kathleen decides she's going to close the store. And another thing, Kathleen and Greg go to the movies and they're fighting about politics. And they're just like, we don't have all these things in common. And they I can't be with a go- uh, someone who doesn't feel as strongly about politics as I do. Yeah. They like have this little talk and he doesn't love her. And she's like, well, I don't either. And I'm like, what is this amicable breakup bullshit that never happens? I feel like it does when you grow apart and you don't realize it. I don't know. I feel somebody's got. I I'm always like somebody's hurt. Like they don't admit it. I don't know. Then how are they like still like together? It's like it's a relationship of just they're so comfortable with one another. Yeah. But then completely uncomfortable because they're not willing to open up again. Like they fell out of love. I I think it's a totally. But they both fell thing. out of love at the same time. I don't think it was at the same time. I think the realization just wasn't there. I could see that happen. I don't really see the high odds of that happening, like falling out of love at the same time in a relationship and it being like completely amicable. I feel like I've known people who have done that. I don't know, maybe. And then they maybe. just stayed friends afterwards. Like in high school, I felt like that happened a lot. Eh, but that's like not love, love. No, it's not, but it's still similar in the fact because I don't think they ever really loved each other. Mm. listeners leave your comments yes please let us know so then they break up and they're like okay bye peace out bro so kathleen has her closing sale and everybody loves her and it's a little sad thing she goes into fox books and checks out checks out the kids section hanks like sees her watches her stalks her yeah just how she knows the books and stuff like that this is this this scene is when tom hanks sees the employee who can't give the the author of a book based on a simple description that the parent is looking for Mm -hmm. but kathleen can because not only has she read all of the books she has an emotional like connection with it she has a personal experience with it yeah again we're going back to the theme of to help people you have to make it personal yes that's the theme let's all get personal let's get no that's the wrong song (laughs) That's what, like, Jerry Maguire was missing. His whole, like, help me help you bullshit. This is what he wanted. This is what Jerry Maguire wanted. Yeah, and this is a better way of portraying that. Yes. Than Jerry Maguire. (laughs) 
I totally did not see any Jerry Maguire stuff until like right when we started talking about this. And I'm just like, oh, this is Jerry Maguire. This is better than Jerry. This See, this is better than Jerry Maguire because it's written from a woman's perspective. Mm-hmm. Take that, Cameron Crowe. What you gonna do? <laughs> yeah. What you gonna say now? Yeah. Since we didn't know what you were saying the first time. What are you trying to say, Cameron Crowe? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for adaptations. You know. You know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, let's go to the elevator malfunction. T. Hanks is in an elevator with his girlfriend, Parker Posey, and... Do we ever know her name? Uh, I don't know her name. It's something. Okay. I just kept calling her Parker Posey. Yeah. Uh, The elevator guy is there and some other rich woman who lives in the building. With her dog. Yeah. So they're stuck in an elevator for an hour, and they come up with a whole, like, if I ever get out of here, this is what I'm doing scenarios. T. Hanks doesn't have one. No, I can't think of one. Because he's just been doing what daddy told him to do all the time. He's so lost. He's lost and lonely. Mm. And he wants a heart. Yeah. So he decides to move out from his girlfriends, go live on his boat. Yep. And um, Shop Girl and NY152 write to each other just how much their lives are changing. Yeah. They're just in flux and they're both, you know, reaching out to each other about that now. And everybody's all heartbroken. Oh, I didn't know everybody was heartbroken. She's heartbroken because of the store. Oh, yeah, that. I'm sure he's heartbroken because he's gaining a heart and is feeling for the first time. <laughs> well, he feels guilt. He's starting to feel guilty. Yes. I'll yeah, say yeah. that. Yes. Yes. That's what I meant. Yeah. You got it. I understand. Then we go to springtime. Dad's single. I don't care about the dad character. All I care well, about is- we, we have creepy. Why did we have creepy stepmom? I don't know why any of that. Was that just to say show that Tom Hanks is young and viable still? And that he's good with kids that aren't his kids? Yeah. I don't know. I think it, it also goes to show, because like the next thing is that he's talking about romance with his dad. His dad who keeps trying to have these relationships with younger women or all these women repeatedly through his life. The thing that I did like about the dad character is that he never married for love. He married for the, like the he didn't know. Yeah. He really didn't know. And Tom Hanks reflects on that. Yeah. He has a relationship out of convenience or something that reflects back to him what he thinks he needs to be. And then like hearing his dad finally confess that for, like for probably the first time that he really doesn't know what love is or what it means to like actually have a relationship he just knows that he wants one yeah and tom hanks doesn't want to be his dad yeah and his dad asks him you know have you ever felt that way about anybody oh and, you know he has yeah you see tom hanks's face and you're just like hanks tom thomas t hanks t hanks thomas thomas hanks I don't know if that's his name, but it is now. We need, I'll get you his middle name. What do you think? It's like Benjamin? I think it's Thomas oh, Matthew. Thomas Jeffrey Hanks. Oh, Jeffrey. That was the other one. I was going to say Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson Hanks. Thomas, <laughs> Thomas Jefferson Hanks. <laughs> Thomas Jefferson Hanks. Thomas Jefferson Hanks. I feel like his family would have... See, they had that sense of humor because they named him Jeffrey. Thomas Jeffrey Hanks. TJ Hanks. Thomas Jefferson Hanks. (laughs) Thomas Jefferson's coming home. TJ. Oh, we can call him TJ. TJ Hanks. TJ Hanks. Because we're tight. (laughs) He's our buddy. I've reached the level of slap happy tired <laughs> plus alcohol. Mm-hmm. We've had a day. We've had a freaking. It's a bit of a day, guys. A bit of a day. Bit of a day. Happy but birthday. Happy birthday to you. We've had I'm... an experience, that's for sure. <laughs> Tom Hanks brings Meg Ryan flowers. I forgot his name was TJ. TJ Hanks. <laughs> Sorry. TJ Hanks brings Meg Ryan flowers and she's sick and like he goes up into her apartment. Yeah. Uh, And she's all mad at him, but he knows truths. (laughs) All the truths. He knows all the truths. She, he brings her daisies. Yeah. Which are her favorite. It's her favorite. It's my favorite too. Yeah. 
I gave all of my bridesmaids daisies. Oh. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I know. I was there. <laughs> he says, you're, you're entitled to hate me. I close your store. And she's just like, I know it wasn't personal. And he's like, it's got to be personal. Mm-hmm. It's it's, it's always personal. Yeah, you can't you can't do business yeah. like with the public without making adding the feels. He's like, I want to be your friend. He literally says, I want to be your friend. That's why I came here. Let's let's be. He's quoting their conversations. I want to be your friend. Um, he is a little playing her. Yeah, and she's sick, so she doesn't realize it. Yeah, and he's like, so what's up with this uh, online guy? You like? You should meet him. Hmm. What's he like? Wink, wink. You met someone on the internet? Oh, how strange and unusual in 1998. Yeah. She is like slowly realizing it. Yeah, that he's like quoting things. Or he's more than what she thought he was. Yeah. It's one of the two. Yeah. This goes on a little bit long. They are becoming friends. They are hanging out. They are kind of dating. So he sets up a little like meeting that they're going to meet at the same day. Yeah. But before like the meeting meeting... He sets, like, this little proposal to her, like, what would have happened if we didn't start out as enemies? Like, if we had just been not us, you know, just met each other as friends, what if that happened? You know, I think, you know, if only that happened, I I would, like, be totally wanting to marry you, you know? Dum, dum, da, dum. If uh, you could ever forgive me, that forgive would be great. Me. Forgive me! Forgive me. So, so, so he has that heartfelt moment, and you know she's just like, "Oh, now I have to choose between two guys." She got hit in the feels. Mm-hmm. She totally did. He hit her right in the feels. Meg goes to meet Mister Ny, and guess who shows up? Frankly, the dog. <laughs> and Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Somewhere over the rainbow. Way up high. He comes out and she says, I wanted it to be you. She it's did. it's that it's the same you had me at hello. But like, better. But better. <laughs> and they kiss. So yeah, it was better Jerry Maguire. That's the that's my review. Yep. <laughs> End review. End review. No concussions. No almost death. Yeah, no weird sports. It's about books. I love books, dude. I love books so much. I like little bookstores, too. Yes. Like, you've been to the last bookstore downtown. Yeah, I have. Oh, my God. I went by myself. I took myself on a date to it. They have a whole little, like, a shop inside the bookstore Mm -hmm. that's for knitting. I know you don't knit, but I knit. And that was amazing. And they've got records, too. Oh, they do have records. Mm Mm-hmm. I think I may have bought a record there. Oh, good. And we also like going to our little indie comic book stores. Oh, yeah. Like Cool Cats. Yeah. I love Cool Cats. I love those guys. And they were in freaking Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Ah, shit. I told you. You I need know. to watch it. I know. Because <laughs> they show up and you're like, ha They're our friends. They're our guys. They're our legit friends. They're our boys. They're the best comic and book people. And they'll find you whatever you need. Yeah. What do you, what, how many, what's your book goal this year, Ashley? I think I did it at like 10 because I suck at life. Oh, uh, I'm actually doing a reading goal this year. Like last year. Last year, it was a non-reading year and I read 20. Mm-hmm. This year, my goal is for 80. Oh, shit. Yeah. I'm getting back on the train. Because my previous year was uh, a goal for pages, which yeah. I did. I achieved that. So yeah, I'm going to read some books this year. Book goals. Hashtag book goals. Book goals. Okay, okay. Okay, we're going to do a dramatic reading. I'm going to be Tom Hanks. And, and I'm, oh, I'm, I have to say things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be Meg Ryan. Yeah. Okay, here we go. I think you'd discover a lot of things if you really knew me. If I really knew you, I know what I would find. Instead of a brain, a cash register. Instead of a heart, a bottom line. What? I just had a breakthrough. What is it? I have you to thank for it. For the first time in my life, when confronted with a horrible, insensitive person, I knew exactly what I wanted to say, and I said it. Well, I think you have the gift for it. That was a perfect blend of poetry and meanness. And scene. Mm. That was good. 
We're a little drunk, but just a little oh, and tired. Oh. Well, we're coming down. We're coming down. Okay. Are you ready to rate the movie? Yeah, go first. I'm gonna rate this movie four point seven five. I can't quite give it a five. Oh, why not? I don't know. Like I just can't. Maybe I, another viewing. Huh? Maybe another Yeah, view- maybe another viewing when I'm not drunk. Yeah. But I really want to. Mm-hmm. Because it holds up. Like, yeah. that's what my concern was, that it wasn't going to yeah. hold up for the for time serious, at all. For serious, I feel like, yeah, I totally yeah. felt like it was going to feel like an old movie. Yeah. Yeah. But it didn't, mm-hmm. which was really nice. But I'm going to give it 4.75. You've got mail. <laughs> Love it. I'm going to give it five giant scoops of caviar. Oh, I like it. That was cute. Yeah, because it was like, um, remember in Big where he eats the caviar and he just like scrapes it off his tongue? Yeah, because he's gross. <laughs> yeah, it's like the opposite of that. Yep, it was. <laughs> so next week we're going to be watching 1998. There's something about Mary. There's something. Something. There's something about that movie. I don't remember it. <laughs> the jizz? The jizz. Isn't that that movie? Yes, that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> the jizz in Cameron Diaz's hair. Yeah, that's that's that. Yep. Okay, that's what I remember. <laughs> I've never seen it. Sorry, Ben Stiller. I feel like I've seen it. Okay, I don't remember. We'll so. find out next week. Find out next week. We watch there's something, something about, about Mary. Mary. <laughs> We're the Cutaways Podcast. Do you like this podcast? Become a patron. Support the Cutaways at patreon.com slash cutawayspodcast. Yeah, no joke. I just put up like a whole bunch of pictures last week. Well, our website is thecutaways.com and you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, the Fittergram, mm-hmm. as at Cutaways Podcast. The trifecta. The trifecta. Please leave us comments, rate us, and subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcatcher. If we're not at your favorite podcatcher, please let us know on Twitter and I will get right on it. Hey, guess what, Ashley? What's up, Justine? We just got a new five-star rating on iTunes with a lovely review. The people, they really like us. I know. Oh, my goodness. I am... I... Seriously. I'm, like, drunkenly going to go to tears. Thank you. Would you like to hear it? Yes. I would like to tell you, but I can't spell the name of our podcast. Okay. This review is from Andre from Large Marge sent us uh, another lady podcast. Sisters, I believe. Ladies. Ladies. It's come to ladies night. Oh, what a night. (laughs) Here's what they say. We need more voices like this. There are far too many dude podcasts out there. If you're a fan of movies, you should be treated to insightful film convos without the ex-lead has nice legs commentary. And that's why the cutaways will rock your socks. Rom-coms can get a bad rap, but these ladies remind us why we love them and make us laugh along the way. Oh, <laughs> well, I think like... Nora Ephron wrote that. Oh my goodness. Didn't she? That's a compliment. (laughs) But I'd also have to say, like, we do say, like, um, Patrick Dempsey has nice legs or something like that. We do somewhat objectify. We do, uh, like, subjectify the men's sometimes. Sometimes. Only when we feel... Like, we did it in this movie because, well, first of all, it's PG. But, like, something... Here's the thing. Okay, here's what Viva Lapine is about, if people are confused. Is that we see a lot of Lady Bod. Yes. And we just want some equalization. Yes. Hashtag Viva Lapine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know we we enjoy Lady Bod as well as Dude Bod. We're yes. just wanting to see a parody, you know? Yeah, we want to see like it on an equal level of playing field because, you know... Women are sexual beings mentally, just as much as men are. Mm-hmm. I think pushing sex as a man's thing makes it like we're playthings yeah. or something, and we're not an active participant mm-hmm. in sex where we are. <laughs> Be like, oh, we are very active. Yeah, we are. <laughs> I just blow on my nails over here. <laughs> I like the butt. Yeah. I really want a good man butt, but I know people do like 
peeing and think it's aesthetically pleasing. But if that's what you want, then we're here for you yeah. with Viva La Peen. Viva La Peen. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> we're going to sober up. I feel like we need more cupcakes. Oh, yeah. We've got cupcakes because it's, it's our birthday. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being a part of our slumber party. Bye! Bye.